awesome. That does not say donut. It says donate. But if I'd have done it D-O-N, then you'd have pronounced it donate. And you'd have gone, what does donate mean? It's donate. And that's the uh, title of today's message. We are in a series called Eight. We're just cruising through a very boom, 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 uh, hitting some high points in Romans 8 because it is so wonderfully rich. But before we get into that, then uh, I've got some uh, few little things we need to cover together. First off, you'll see this wonderfully colorful little thing shoved in your bulletin. No, this is not left over from last night's movie. This is actually for you. And I'd appreciate it if you would grab it and look at it. It's got a lot of wonderful information in it. On the inside, it's got the notes so you can kind of go along and fill in the blanks and see the scriptures and take them home with you. Like you can also can use it as a track to see if I'm actually making any progress. We're going to get out on time. You know, you kind of use it as a barometer. And uh, also there's this cool little flap on the edge and uh, it's perforated and you can uh, fill that out. And if this is your first time with us, I'd really appreciate it if you would fill that out. We've got a gift for you. We want to exchange this little flap all filled out on your way out for this popcorn box. And on the inside of it, you'll have some, some microwave popcorn. You'll have a little bit of information about us and a $5 Sonic card. Just as a thank you for coming and showing up and coming to, uh, to worship with us. You can enjoy happy hour all week long. or You can buy yourself a combo meal or whatever you want to do with that uh, Sonic card. So I'd appreciate it if you would just uh, exchange that. Also, on the back of it, there's also a place for prayer requests. If there's anything going on in your life or you know what's going on in somebody else's life and you'd like prayer for that issue, then fill that out and just you can drop it in the offering box on the way out. Uh, we don't pass the plate. We have some boxes that are set up, have some nice little signs on them. And uh, you can just drop your offering or drop these little filled out forms in that on the way out. Our offering is a very essential part of our worship with God, of us connecting with God. And uh, so we, uh, we, take that, we take that serious around here. But at the same time, if you're, this is your first time with us, there's no pressure to give. We just uh, appreciate you being here. And uh, we just want you to enjoy and to observe. But those who have made this their church home and, and support it, that's how we do it. You put it in the boxes on in the back on the way out. Also, I want you to make sure that you read the bulletin. On the very back of it, we've got a lot of our information about what is coming up. And also, if you're new to us, you can kind of check out the bottom part of it. And that tells about who we are and why we exist as a church and kind of our heartbeat and what makes us function. And I really want to push your attention towards that. And one final thing, we just, we just got our newcomers class going. We've only met one time. And so it is not too late to jump into the middle of our newcomers class. It meets at, uh, at our house and at uh, 1211 Kenwood. That address is in your bulletin. And we meet at 7 o'clock. We're done by 8. People kind of hang out afterwards. But if you need to get the kids home and to bed, that's cool. We also have child care if you've got kids. So we'd really love for you if you're just wanting to learn a little bit more about the church and why we exist and why we're doing what we're doing. That is a great, great place to connect on that front. Well, now we're going to go ahead and jump into our, uh, what we're talking about today with our, our donut, I mean, uh, donate. And uh, 
Anyways, we're, we're here when we look at donate, it is a, to present as a gift, a grant, or a contribution. This is something that you don't work for. And there's a donation, it's, it's something that's made that's not earned. That's why your, your charitable gifts, your donations, are tax deductible. We did not earn those from you. It's their free will, free love offering. You don't have to do something to pay dues or any of that kind of stuff to come and be a part of this church. Your donations, your gifts, is what, exactly what they are. They're, they're gifts. And we're going to look at this because we're cruising through Romans 8. We have to understand that God has freely given us some things. And we have to understand what God has donated to you and I. See, this is we, we've already looked at a few things. God has given us so much. First off, he freed us from sin. We looked at that in Romans 8.1. That there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ. There is no condemnation. We have been freed from sin. That, that weight of guilt, that weight of all of that mess, no matter how many dumb things you've done in your life, it, you, you, it's been lifted off of you. In Christ, it's been, it's been removed. And we don't have to live under that. We've been freed from sin. The next thing we looked at is that we've been made God's children. We're not just, it would be awesome if we just had the opportunity just to serve God. Just to be his servant. That's why I, having that understanding is so cool. When, we, we looked at the, when you look at the parable of the, <clears throat> of the uh, prodigal son. His whole plan is just to come back and be a servant. He's like, man, servants in my daddy's house got it good. I'm one to eat pig's lop. And he has this whole speech rehearsed of just make me one of your servants and all will be cool. Well, you know, is when you and I come, come to God, a lot of times that can be our mentality. But God doesn't, we're not, it would be awesome just to serve God. But God made us his children. God made us his sons and his daughters. And that puts us in a whole different paradigm that, that shifts everything completely. And we looked at that there out of Romans. We also uh, looked that God works all things together for our good. So we're freed from sin. We're freed from guilt. We've been made his children. Even the junk in our lives, God can take it and to rework it. And we begin to look at all of these different things that have been laid out for us in, in Romans 8. Then eventually we get to this place that it should produce a response. Understanding that we've been freed. Understanding that we've been made his children. Understanding that he can work anything to our good. That ought to bring a response. It ought to, man, boom, something ought to be coming up out of us. I've already told you before that at the Clark household, um, we watch a lot of HGTV and a lot of home renovation stuff. And uh, a lot of we, my kids, when they run those uh, extreme makeover, uh, you know, home edition with Ty Pennington and all that, they run those marathons. My kids just watch them back to back. And, of course, what is the, the climax of that show? What is this, the pinnacle of that show? It's... Move that bus. And where's the camera focused? Is it on the awesome house? No. It's not on the awesome Is it on all of the people who helped make it happen? No. It's on that family 
that is getting grace and love and just this unmerited favor dumped all over them and watching that response come flood up out of them. And I tell you what, you just, it is just hard to watch that and not just start getting choked up and teary yourself. I mean, just to watch them. And over and over again, you'll have them that they'll, they're, you'll, they're, they'll get a little weak need and they'll, they'll go down. And over and over again, you see them just begin to give God the glory. And, and they just begin to hug one another and begin to cry. That, that, that grace and that love produces a response. You know, I, I guess since I watched that so much and then being in ministry, I guess I'm kind of a response junkie. I mean, that's, that's one of my favorite things as a, as a pastor is to watch people respond to the grace of God. When they begin to understand all that God has done for them. And, and I love to get reports about when people begin to see their lives begin to change and the response that comes out. I've always liked a good I've always liked a good response. I've always haven't gone at it the right way. God's had to redeem me a little bit. I like to pick on my sisters, and it even bled over into my parents. Some my parents are here with us this morning, and I said I got to tell a little story on uh, me messing with my parents. I like practical jokes. I'm not the best practical joker in the world. I'm not like, you know, the best. Um, but you know, it's always about the response. Well, my. Uh, uh, I somehow came across, you ever find some of those little fireworks that have strings coming out of them? You know, and you pull, and pow, pops, and it explodes real good. Well, I had had some of those. I was like 17 or so there at the house, and, and I decided my dad is a pretty predictable individual. And he hits the, hits the door after work, and comes in, come in through the back door, go through the house, and he would go into, go into his bedroom, and that was the first place he, that's the first place he went. And anyways, there would be, a, so I, I knew that's exactly where he was going to go. So I got me some thumbtacks, and I rigged up that door right about my dad's height and put that, that explosive device right about my dad's height. So he comes cruising through the house, and man, I'm doing all my best to try not to bust up laughing and showing I'm hiding around the corner. And... He walks through and throws open that door, and right beside his head, boom, just right there. And it was hilarious, because I kid you not, he starts doing this. <laughs> he thought his head was on fire. And he was, if it was there, he was beating it out and running in place. And uh, it, I was just busting up laughing. And then I thought, wait a minute, my dad can kind of have a short fuse. I mean, I... This might not have been the smartest thing I've ever done. And uh, luckily, he enjoys a good joke as much as I do. And uh, he just thought it was hilarious. He goes, you got any more of those? We need to do that to your mother. <laughs> we did it to mom. Mom did not think it was funny. I was glad I had dad as a cohort because I would have been in trouble. But it's, a, it's about the response. There ought to be this response, God has given us so much. And I'm telling you, it just blesses Papa God's heart when he sees us get it. When he sees us understand. When I first started getting my life on track with God, God blessed me and gave me a great friend that's still a big influence in my life today. And we had, it's uh, Brandon Morrison over there on the, the side. And I... Uh, 
we would begin to study the word together back when we were freshmen in uh, the high rise that's not being probably already blown up right now. And uh, we're in the other one. And we would study the word together. And, you know, we would get so excited. We would see them. We'd go to the other one and go, man, can you believe? Can you believe? It says right here to live is Christ and to die is gain. And the other one would go, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. No, 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 no. You don't understand. You don't understand to live is Christ and to die is gain. And we would do this over and over again. And finally we realized that it didn't come alive in the one. And the other, yeah, I knew it, but it hasn't done. So we finally just began to be excited for one another. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, way to, way to go. I'm glad you see that. I'm glad that's life-changing for you. Because whenever the Holy Spirit brings something up on the inside, you begin to study God's word. And he begins to reveal how that impacts your life. It produces a response. It produces something that you get excited about that. It begins, you want to see that take evidence in your life that this isn't just this some book that has been printed over and over and over again. This is God's word and his promise to you. And it begins to shape and mold your life. It begins to have a response. We see Romans 8, 31 and 32. It says, what then shall we say? We've already... By the time we get here in Romans, we've already seen a lot of things. We've already seen that we've been freed from sin and guilt. There's no condemnation. We've been seen that we've been made as children. We've been seen that he works all things to our good. And finally, Paul says, what then shall we say? In response to this, what is your response going to be? It's time for something to boom, to happen in your life. There ought to be a response to this, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? See, our response, we begin to see how things work. That when he gave us Jesus, he'll give us anything. He gave it, when he gives us heaven's best God's not looking to hold out anything from us. He's looking to bless our lives and to get things into our lives. We begin to understand that, that he is for us. Man, we begin to understand how things work. It begins to produce a response when we understand how things work. But on the, trans, on the reverse, if we don't understand how things work, if we don't understand it, then we're, we're hurt as well. Hosea 4, 6. Now, this is God speaking. It says, my people. Now, that's God's people. It's not just people in general. This is God's people. This is those who believe. This is you and I. It says, my people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. Are destroyed. And destruction and mess comes into our lives because we don't understand all that we have. In Christ, all that we have in God. As we begin to understand that when he gave us, he freely gave us Christ. He gives us everything that pertains to life and godliness with it. And it begins to shape everything. But if we don't understand the way things work, it's going to bring hurt and destruction into our own lives. I've got, I've got five kids and Weston is my middle one. He's the just sandwich right there in the middle. My middle boy, my middle child 
And uh, when he was six years old, uh, we had, uh, at that time, we, had, we owned some storage units and we owned uh, some, some rental properties. And one weekend, we, were, we had been working and I made them work along with me. And we had to go and clean out some of the storage units and get them ready to rent. And then there was a duplex that we were having to do some work on and I made them work. And so, and they would earn this little wage. And so at the end of the weekend, I was paying them out. And I always like to pay in ones because it feels like a lot of money to them. So I was, you know, paid them out in, the, in, their, in their ones. And Weston got his, and I think he earned $7 that, that weekend. And so he, he earned his 7 bucks, And uh, we had all the kids sitting around. And we were figuring out what their, what their tithe was, how much they were going to bring uh, the next day to church. And so we were looking at that and explaining to him about the 10%. And so, you know, 10% of $7. And, of course, he's six years old. He's not fully understanding, you know, division and all of that. So we help him through it. And that's 70 cents. So we break it down, get him the, the correct change and, and put it in a little Ziploc bag. And he didn't want to lose it. And so I told him, okay, well, just, you know, you're getting up in the morning. Put it under your pillow. So he has this money, and he's going to go put it under his pillow. He goes, Dad, am I going to get a tooth? <laughs> I kid you not. <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious. Well, you know, you stick a tooth under there, you get money. Can you reverse the process? You slide some money under there and get you a tooth. And, uh, and some older folks, maybe we're thinking, you know, get some dentures or something. Reverse this thing. I want all those teeth you took. I want them back. And, uh, but he, he, you know, he, thinking that things work a set, certain way or trying to work the system the backwards way in the kingdom of God, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. We have to understand how God set this thing up and he set it up for our benefit. God loves us so incredibly much and wants to bless our lives, we have to get that into our thinking pattern. That God wants our lives blessed. That he's not trying to hold stuff out from us. He's not trying to, to, <clears throat> to hurt us, to teach us something. God is so wonderfully for us. So when we, the, after we ask about ourselves and ask ourselves, what is our response? Then we have another question for ourselves. And we have to remember to stay aware of who is on our side. Romans 8.31 says, If God is for us, who can be against us? Man, you start really getting your mind wrapped around that. Man, I tell you, it'll start bringing some boldness. That one scripture alone, if God is for you, who can mess with you? Who can be against you? No real long-term destruction can come into your life. Doesn't matter if your boss is against you. Man, that's temporary because God is for you. It doesn't matter if, if the, this recession thing is affecting your life. Then guess what? God is for you. Nothing can be against you. Whenever we talk about our response to God, that, that answer to the first question, what then shall we say? It's found in that second question, if God be for us, who can be against us? And you know what? When the storms of life comes, that needs to be our response. God is for me. God is on my side. Nothing can be against me. God is so incredibly 
on my side. We, uh, we were at uh, Weston's football game yesterday, and, and of course, if Weston plays uh, fifth grade football, and they went into that, into that uh, game, and they were just pumped. They were, it was a tight game. It, it, was, it was tied 6-6 six, six after the half, and it was just a good little um, lightweight football game. And anyways, but on Weston's, on Weston's team, they had one kid who I'm telling you, he's just this natural-born linebacker. I mean, he can just fold kids over like nobody's business. I was like, I'm glad Weston is on that kid's team <laughs> so that he doesn't have to hit my son and because uh, my wife might come unglued <laughs> and so go out there and have to pull her off the field. And uh, don't you be hitting my boy like that. Yeah. Anyway, so we were, this kid is just everywhere. He's in on every play. He's just, his football instincts are just like way hardwired. And he's just a lot of fun to watch. I mean, because he just, he, he just hits. It is just amazing. Well, right after they, uh, right at, not long into the second half, this kid gets, uh, gets a chop block and his, his ankle gets hurt. And he's out for the rest of the game. Well, I'm telling you, you could, you could hear it on the sidelines with the parents. Oh, Garrett's hurt. And you, hear, you see it on the kids out there in their play. They're, all of a sudden, everything changed. That, that one kid who was so for them that gave them all this confidence, he got removed from, he got removed from it, and it pulled them down. I'm telling you, we don't ever have, we don't ever have to deal with that issue. Our star player never gets hurt. Our star player on our team never has to go to the bench. God is the one who is always our go-to person. We can always hand him the ball in our life. We always know that God is running blocker for us. Or, or if there's issues that are getting loose, God can tackle them and deal with them. But if God is for us, nobody can be against us. Man, we ought to be able to walk out there in the field of life on Monday morning and just go, man... God is on my side. God is for me. And it ought to just change the chemistry and the dynamics of how you approach the day. John 10, 29 says, My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hands. God, oh, we're in the Father's hands. 1 John 4, 4 says, you, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Psalms 124, verses 1 through 3 says, If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, If the Lord had not been on our side when men attacked us, when their anger flared against us, they would have swallowed us alive. I'm telling you, I got a call yesterday morning, and uh, but a, a friend of ours that she was uh, in our youth group for. I mean, she's actually probably one of the only people Cutie and I actually did any babysitting for. So we knew her for a long time. Then she was in our youth group and and uh, married and has a wonderful family and uh, about 27, 28 years old and just had a horrible horrible report she's holding her little son zach on her on her hip and bent over to pick up a diaper off the ground something moms do 
every day. And her femur snapped. Well, femurs aren't supposed to snap under little things like that. Well, they, of course, call the uh, ambulance. They take her to the hospital. The, they immediately, the doctor's like, this is, this is just wrong. Something's wrong here. And they begin to run tests and find out that she has bone cancer and that it had begun to spread and begun to have these things. And so here is this 27-year-old young little girl to me, young woman, you know, that's laid up in a hospital hours away. And, I, and we get, and I, you know, immediately begin to go to prayer. I call her husband, which is a very good friend of mine, and, and, and check on him and ask him how, how, how his wife is doing. And he says, man, she's doing way better than me. And uh, we uh, got one report back of, of the one thing that she had to say. And she said, uh, her, her, one, her one report was, I know how to beat this. Faith in God. I'm telling you, when you understand that God is on your side, it can steady you through the ugliest of the ugly. I mean, the, she was sitting there, they couldn't, her leg was still broken. They couldn't do anything with it until they figured out what the game plan with the cancer was. Couldn't begin to move in either direction, but she was just solid in her faith. Not wavering at the circumstance, not wavering at those different things. When we understand that God is for us, yeah, there may be some stuff that life throws at us. There may be some junk that comes our way, but we understand that God is for us, that these things don't have to end the way the enemy intends them to end. That God is for us. And we are, the reports have already begun to shift. It's begun to not be as near as bad as the doctors were afraid of. She's supposed to be having surgery today. I think everything is contained. And the reports are already beginning to turn around. And I'm telling you, but it is just, it is, that's why we, that's why we're here. That's why you and I are here. I hope, hopefully, I talk to you and you say, I say, how's your week gone? And you're like, ma'am, I've had a wonderful week. Man, coming to church on the end of a wonderful week is a great place to be. Because you know what? Whenever you put this stuff in you, when things are good, then when you get blindsided, you're not having to play catch up. You're not having to say, oh, well, what does God have to say on this issue? What does God have to say on that? Oh, man, I, you know, I, I should have been in church. I should have been praying. I should have been doing these things. I should have been keeping my relationship with God strong. No, when you put it in you constantly, it builds this foundation of faith in our lives. That man, that, that we're not just some toy for life to smack around. Amen. That man, we're able to fight the good fight of faith. On, and sometimes it's a fight, people. Sometimes it's a fight. And when we understand that God is for us and that if he gave us Jesus, he'd give us anything. Genesis 15.1 says, after this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I'm your shield, your very great reward. I'm telling you, we understand that God's our shield. Amen. We can hide in him. Amen. I dare you just to uh, get online at one of these little online Bible things and look up in Christ and just see all of the results that, that computer is just going to chunk at you. 
and see all of the things of who we are in Christ, the blessings that we have in Christ. Man, I'll tell you what, it'll make you walk tall. It is awesome. It is awesome. When we understand that God gave his best, his own son, if God would give us Jesus, he will give us all the things that we need. I know there's a lot of people who are dealing with some some tight uh, economic times. You know what I mean? When uh, Outback is feeding you steak and shrimp for, for $9.99, <laughs> man, they're having to cut deep just to get some business in the, t- in the door. Uh, things are just, people are just trimming down all over, and things are, people are beginning to, to look at the future and economically and just look at things a little different. But we need to understand that even in that area, God cares so much that God's people should prosper, that God wants to bless our lives. And it was one of those things that, that Cutie and I had studied and just studying God's word had just seen over and over again, that, that God was our provider. And we had understood it and uh, made the decision to go into ministry. And, and that decision at that point for me meant being a janitor at the church. And, uh, you know, the janitor at the church did not make a whole lot of money. But I was excited to be around there and to be, I was a janitor slash pastor in training. And I was willing to take a 50% pay cut and, and clean toilets and just begin to cultivate what, what God was wanting to do in our lives. But, and we also knew that we, we wanted to start a family. And that, that that takes some money. That takes some resources. And we really felt like that God said, you, you leave that up to me. And which major major step of faith for us and we had a little bit of money and savings and we went ahead and and uh, stepped out and it wasn't long and and cutie was pregnant with our first child and uh man cutie does not like having financial obligations hanging over her head she that bothers her she does not like that at all and we began to just pray say god lord you've you've called us into this place and just because our known income is this, you're our provider, and we need this. And we haven't, we're not doing this out of presumption. We're, we're just obeying you, God. And so we thank you, God, you're going you're gonna to provide our needs. And, uh, and just began to, to move forward. And we went ahead and paid what we could out of, out of our pocket. And pretty soon our, our savings were gone. And we'd had the doctor that she wanted. We'd had the different things that she went. She had incredible amount of maternity clothes. I mean, it was just blessed. But then we had some, a chunk of money that, was, that we needed to pay the doctor off by a given time. The doctor, for some reason, wants the money a, a little bit before the baby shows up because they have a hard time repossessing children for some reason. They just, it's kind of hard to do this. And when those, the kids are there, they, you know, getting that money is kind of hard for them. So they wanted the cash. And uh, so we were just praying. And Cutie just... Said, I'll, I want this. The doctor wants it by this. We're not, I don't want to pay it a minute late. And, I, I don't, and she's like, I actually want it a couple weeks early. So she just, we just began to pray together. And, uh, man, and it wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't long. And not that this is God's norm and that he always uses. A lot of times God uses us when we get raises and we get jobs. We get new opportunities. But sometimes God uses his people and just, and just blesses. And this was one of those times. And we got, we got told that somebody wanted to 
to bless us with something. And, you know, and, and we got called over there, and, and we're like, okay, this is wonderful. And this, this couple, that at that point we didn't know that well, hey, God had just moved on their hearts, and they had a check that was equivalent to three months of my wages. I mean, it was three months' pay for me. And totally wiped out that debt and had a little bit of reserves to be able to be ready for Keenan when he showed up on the scene. And I'm telling you, when they showed us that check, that cutie and I just began to, to cry. And, and I began to kind of dance around. My friend said it looked like a chicken dance. And, and, but I was excited. And there was a response to the grace of God showing up in our lives. And I'm telling you, that set a mark in our lives it set up boom it was like that is it god is our provider and it just boom you couldn't talk me out of it after that point for nothing god in that area and we've just seen god provide over and over again he's our i dare you to look at the names of god and see who he calls himself to you your healer your provider your defender you just look at it your father Man, I'm telling you, when he gave us Jesus, he gave us everything that we need. Romans 8, 32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously, graciously give us all things? 2 Peter 1, 3 says, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. 1 Timothy 6, 17 says, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant or to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain. We've seen a lot of that over the last couple of years. But to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. John 316, I think, is the seminal verse on so many, so many angles. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God wants to just bless us. But we have to understand what he's provided so that we can trust him in that area. Remember, we're either hanging on to our way or we're hanging on to God's word. Where we're doing one or the other. And in our process of growing in him is letting go of our way and grabbing a hold of his word. We can boldly, understanding this, we can boldly give God our best. He has given us his best. Well, this morning, if, uh, if you haven't had the wonderful opportunity to enter into a relationship with God, because that's where it begins. It all starts with that rebirth process of, of embracing that he really has covered the sin issue in our lives. That we can't be good enough, we, couldn't, we can't earn our way out of it. That Jesus legally paid the cost for our sin. Our, our sin legally required a punishment. And Jesus did that whole punishment. He covered it. 
completely. And we simply look and see what he did and say, Lord, I thank you for you providing salvation for me. I couldn't live perfectly. You did live perfectly. I was required of death. You did death. And I accept that today. That death was mine. That death was mine. I recently heard a story. China is so opening up. And it had been closed for so long. And so many people are getting saved and get to know God in China. And they were baptizing this, this one lady over there. And, and they asked her, said, you know, and it was kind of quizzing her down how I do, all sorts of preachers do when they're baptizing. And, and asked her, you know, did Jesus have any sin? And, of course, they're expecting this, the answer, no. And she said, yes, he did. He said, uh, uh, you know, no, I'm, no, did Jesus have any sin? And she said, yes, sir, he did. And he asked her again. And she said, sir, he had mine. And when we understand the cross, that he didn't have any of his own, but he was bearing ours. This is so incredible. That produces a response. I appreciate if everybody would bow your heads and close your eyes. We're going to create an intimate place here. Just going to give some honor to those who, who may be.